All right, praise the Lord. We're in Daniel chapter 3 this morning. Praise God. So if everybody's there, say amen or oh or oh eight. Amen? Okay, we've got some amens. I tried. All right, praise the Lord. We're in Daniel chapter 3 this morning. We've already talked a minute about um, the heart of worship and that our focus should always be on the Lord himself. That when our focus gets off kilter and we begin to look at other things or begin to be swayed by something else or our walk with the Lord becomes a, 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 something else becomes our reason why we're walking with the Lord. Why do we walk with the Lord? So we don't stray. Yes, amen. Why do we walk with the Lord? Because we love him. Why do we love him? Because he first loved us. We walk with him because we love him, because he loves us, because he gave his life for us. We walk for, with him. Amen. We walk with him. We live and breathe his, in him. We find our being in him. Amen. We don't walk this walk and live our Christian life so that for our heart's desires to be fulfilled. Amen. He said he would give you your heart's desires if you delight yourself in him. But we must delight ourselves in him because he is. Amen? We must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When we diligently seek him, when we delight ourselves in him, when we forsake the world and take up our cross, when we begin to understand that if we seek him first, if we seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, that everything else will follow. Amen? That he will cause things to fall into place where they're perfect. Not where we think they should be, but where they're perfect. When we walk in him. Amen? That's called trust. It's called your full confidence. It's called faith. Amen? A lot of people throw the word faith around these days. A lot of people are dying and going to hell, but they say, I have faith. It's not true faith and true trust in Jesus Christ. Amen? Our faith has to be completely over the line, you know, off the deep end, in love and following and trusting in him that he will fulfill his word, and he said that he would. He's not a liar. He never has lied, he won't begin to lie, and he never will. Amen? When God says he will do it, he will do it. He will honor his word. All right, let's look at this. Where should we pick up, Lord? Y'all know the story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and King Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar had made a golden image, and it was huge. It was a big, huge statue. Wasn't it, Asher? King Nebi. Nebuchadnezzar made this big, huge statue, and he wanted all the people to bow down and worship it. And it wasn't just that he said, you know what, we're going to put up this big, this big statue in the middle of the town square. When you pass by, when it's convenient, you bow down and worship. No, instead, he gathered, in verse 3, he gathered all the princes, all the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of all the provinces were brought together for the dedication of this image. And when the king, that the king had set up, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. In, ver in verse 4, the herald, the king's herald, his crier, cried out. I'll try to refrain from using funny voices, okay? 
The, the king's herald or the king's crier cried out and he said, To you people, to you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the coronet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, that you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. That's what the crier cried out. In verse 6, and he, kept, and he continued in verse 6, and he said, And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, worshipeth, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. If you don't do what the king says to do, then you will be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. The same hour. There will not be, um, what do they call it? A fair, a fair trial by your, your peers. There will not be a speedy, a speedy trial, right? We're supposed to, in, a, in the United States, we're supposed to get a speedy trial. It's supposed to be fair. They're supposed to pick out uh, juror, the jurors that are peers, your peers in your community, so that you get a fair. He said, none of that. This is a, a, a monarchy. And the king was the ruler. And whatever the king said, went. Right? So when he said, if you don't do this, then you're going to be cast into a fiery furnace the same hour. And then it was going to come to pass. He had, he had people that were going to bring this to pass and make sure that it happened. And he had people that wanted to see it happen. Now, I want you to pay attention to what the Spirit is saying this morning. The name of our, our message is the beat of a different drum. The beat of a different drum. Now we are born again Christians. And the Bible says, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and another they will not follow. Amen? Amen? Amen. Okay, correct me if I say something wrong. And so he says, you need to have your ear. God's been telling us, incline your ear. Listen to what I'm telling you. Amen? A while back, the Lord told us that, um, gosh, it's been two years. The Lord said you're going to go through some stuff. You're going to go through like the refiner's fire. That's God's, God's refining. Amen? Not Nebuchadnezzar's. Amen? Nebuchadnezzar meant to destroy. God does not mean to destroy you. Amen? What does the presence of God do? It destroys and burns out the, 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 draw, the bad stuff. It purges and purifies. Amen? To do what? To build you up. To make you stronger, to exhort you and exalt you. Amen? To cleanse and purify you. To get you closer to Jesus. That's why uh, at last week we were talking about the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost tells us to pray. Where to, The Bible tells us to pray in the Spirit. And to, and to build ourselves up in the most holy faith. Amen? Praise the Lord. So here they began to... Uh, Let's, let's just keep reading. Therefore, at that time, verse 7, verse 7. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the coronet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the, and all kinds of music, all the people and all the nations and all the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. They wasted no time. They immediately fell down and began to worship this golden statue. Verse 8, wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and, said, and accused the Jews and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, 
Live forever. They're sucking up to him. O king, live forever. They spake and they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree. And every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the harp, and all these musics shall fall down and worship the golden image. Verse 11. And whoso falleth not down and worships, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Verse 12, there are certain Jews whom thou hast set up over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and his fury, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to bring them. Then that then they brought these men before the king. Verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you be ready, that at what time you hear the sound, he was giving them an extra chance. He really liked Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He didn't want to throw them into the fiery furnace. So he says, you know what? I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to give you one more chance to do what the king says. So when, if you be ready, that at what time you hear all these instruments play and all kinds of music, that you fall down and worship the image which I have made, that's, and that'll be good. But if you worship not, I'm sorry, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that thou that shall deliver you out of my hands? He challenged God. This king challenged God Almighty. I kind of feel. And I, thought, I think y'all probably do too, that we're kind of in a place, if we're not there yet, we're coming to it. That our government is beginning to challenge our God. Amen? In the book of Ezekiel, the people actually literally thumbed their nose at God. That was that's pretty rude and vulgar um, action. It's perverse. It's in, and anything that goes against God is, guess what? It's perverse, right? So here this king is saying, you know, who is he? He's getting mad. He's getting angry. What is wrong with you, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I have fed you all the good beans and all the good stuff that you wanted. I've provided for you the way that you want to be provided for as Jews. And look what you're doing. You're coming against me. I'm the king. Look what they say. Verse 16. Now Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered. And they said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. What does that mean, we are not careful? It means that, that they didn't have to think. They didn't have to go look it up in the Bible. They didn't have to consult with one another. They knew what the answer was. 
I know where I stand. I know in whom I have believed. Amen. And I am not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. Are we in that place where we're ready to stand on the edge of a fiery furnace knowing that we're facing death and saying, no, I don't have to answer. I don't have to think about it. I know my answer and my answer is Jesus. Who are you going to serve? Choose you this day whom you will serve. Amen. Who are you worshiping? When you go into worship, are we worshiping the Lord of Lords and King of Kings? Are we worshiping our flesh? Are we worshiping our kids? Are we worshiping our house, our car, our finances, our problems? Now hear me. We need to, our focus needs to be on Jesus and his glory and his goodness and his grace and his mercy and how awesome and amazing he is. We talk about entering into the Holy of Holies. But there's no place in the Bible where they took all that junk into the Holy of Holies. <laughs> Amen? It's Jesus and only Jesus. It's God. It's, it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, and you. That's where, that's, that's where heaven meets earth. That's Holy Ghost. That's worship. Amen? Y'all hear me? This is good stuff. This is real good stuff. This is what the Holy Ghost has given us this morning. And we need to take heed. Because the days are coming. And we're, some of us are already facing major challenges. Last year was crazy. 2020 was crazy. What makes us think that 2021 is going to be not crazy? The only place you're going to be not crazy is in Jesus Christ. Amen? And we can put all of our hope and all of our trust and all of our confidence in him and walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. Keep your focus on him. Listen, listen to what the, the word says next. Verse 17. This is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego still speaking. I'm not sure which one of them was the spokesperson. I'm beginning to. I believe it was probably um, <laughs> the first name, Shadrach. But I'm not sure. Verse 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, if it be so, our God, whom we serve. Remember, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Jesus Christ, that is our God. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But, verse 18, but... If not, but if not, what? What? God's going to bless you with $5 million in the next six weeks. But if not, he's still God. <laughs> you ever hear people give all these, these crazy prophecies? God's going to do this and God's going to do that. They ain't heard from God and they don't back up on it. Amen? These young men knew God, and they knew of whom they spoke. And this is a respectful, there's a respect in saying it the way they said it. This was not backing up in their faith. They, they weren't having what one sister used to call doubt faith. They were having absolute and complete faith that what God did would be just and right and holy, and it would be the best thing for them and the best thing for the generations to come. Amen? All right, so this is where their faith is. But if he doesn't deliver us out of that fiery furnace, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods. We will not serve.
serve thy gods, nor will we worship the golden image which thou hast set up. We will not bow. We will not bend. We will not break. Amen? We will not fake it so that you will so you'll think that we're worshiping. Amen? Hmm. They could they could have good. Why didn't they just say, okay, king, whatever you say? You know what? We'll say, I like it. Okay, it's over. Let's go. Where, where would their heart be? Deceptive. Deception. Amen? God doesn't call us to be deceptive. Amen? we got to stand up and speak what we believe. We've got to stand and speak when God speaks to us. Amen? Speak when you're spoken to. Amen? When God tells you to hold your peace, hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle. But when he tells you to speak, you better speak and know that you're speaking from where? That place of victory. Amen? That in him you thrive. In him you live and move and find your being. And breathe and find your being. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. But if not, be it unknown unto thee that we will not serve thy gods. So look what happens next. In verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar is so full of fury and the form of his visage, his very face, the way he looked, his countenance, as my mother-in-law would say, changed. He went from, you know what, guys, I really love you and I don't want this to happen to you, to, you know what, you're going down. I'm done with you. It's over. Right? He had had enough. He was offended, he was hurt, and he was angry. So then his visage changed. That Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego changed against them. Against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. So they had already had plans. They had, they had plans how hot they would heat it up. But he said, however hot you burn it, heat it up seven times more because I'm so mad. Amen? I don't want them to live but just a few seconds. I can't take it anymore. Just get them out of my sight. Right? And he commanded. Now this, look what anger does to you. And he commanded that the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. He took his mightiest men and said, you go bind up these three Christian boys, these three Jewish boys. You go bind them up. (laughs) Verse 21, then these men were bound in their coats and their hosen and their hats and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Now they bound them up their hands and feet so that they couldn't walk around, so that they couldn't lift their hands, so they couldn't grab hold of the soldiers or these mighty men as they tried to throw them in so they couldn't do some kind of fancy roundhouse kick to the throat while they're being, while they're being tossed into the fire. They were bound, hand and foot, all their clothes upon them, even their hats still on them, it says. 
Everything was there, and they tossed them into the fire. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace was exceedingly hot, look what happens to those mighty men. The flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. First thing first. These guys are standing on the edge of that fiery furnace, and they toss in God's men into this hot, burning, fiery furnace. The, the Jew, Jewish boys, they go in. The pagan soldiers are standing there, and they are burned up on the outside. They did not go into the furnace. They were on the edge of the furnace, and they were burned up. Get it? Anger. These were valuable men to his kingdom, to Nebuchadnezzar. Very valuable. But that he spoke against God. Amen? God has a way of letting you know who's in control. I say watch and see what God's going to do. Keep watching. Keep believing. Keep standing. Keep proclaiming Jesus Christ. Know that you know that you know that you are serving him and him alone. Know that there is, you know, search yourself and make sure that it's not by works. It's not by, by performance. It's not that you're like, look, you don't have your own little, little uh, report card and you're checking things off to make sure that you're doing everything right. But that you're getting before God and his presence and letting him teach you and lead you and guide you. Amen. So look what happens in verse 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those guys, they fell down into the midst, into the middle, into the midst of this burning, fiery furnace. You ever look into a fire? Anybody ever look into a, a, a furnace? I know Larry has. I don't mean I won't bring that up. <laughs> but you know, when you, you work on furnaces and stuff, and you work in big buildings, and those boil, boiler, boiling. What are they? Boilers? Yeah. And they have all this, this. It's hot. Have you ever seen one? It's hot. And this thing was, Brother Benny's seen them. If you get close to it, it's hot. The closer you get to it, the hotter it gets. It just gets miserable. And this thing was heated up seven times hotter than probably any fire we've ever been close to. I cannot imagine. And so the, these three Jewish boys were, or men, young men, were tossed down into the midst of this burning, fiery furnace. In verse 24, in Nebuchadnezzar, the king was astonished. He's watching. I guess, I don't know, from maybe, maybe up in a high place, he's watching everything. The pictures and the paintings and stuff, I always put the king standing right there too. Well, if he was standing right there, why wasn't he burned up? But he's watching probably from a high place, that's what I think. And he's looking down in there and he sees, what is going on? Let's read it. He was astonished and he rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into that fire? You know, he was so mad, there's no recollection of him actually getting upset about his, his mighty men being burned up. He was so mad, he just wanted to see these Jewish young men burned up. Didn't we cast three men cast into, into that fire? And they answered and said to him, That's true, O king, yes. In verse 25, And he answered and he said, Lo, I see four men, four of them, in the fire. Is that what it says? Y'all got your Bibles in front of me. Oh, okay. English teacher, what does it say? 
loosed and walking around. Oh, it doesn't just say there's four of them, period. It says there's four of them, and they are loosed, walking around in there. Amen? They're walking around inside the fiery furnace. Wait a minute. They were bound. Their hands and feet were bound. They had clothes on. And back then, clothes were made out of recycled Pepsi bottles. They, they were made out of, like, animal fur and cotton and stuff. Right? So they had all these, now all these natural fibers that probably would have burnt up really quickly. I, I, I wonder what happens to recycle Pepsi bottles when you get that close to fire. Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Yes, and, but I see four of them loose and walking around in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like unto the Son of God. Somebody's eyes just got opened. Somebody just saw something they ain't never seen before. This Nebuchadnezzar is looking into the fire. He sees Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They heap tossed into that fire, had tossed into that fire with every intent that they should be burned up and dead already. He looks in there to make sure that they're dead. And instead of being dead, they're walking around. They're, they're not running and screaming and crying and crying out in fire. My hair's on fire. I'm hurting. This hurts. Get me out. Help. They're walking around. They're walking around like they're at the flea market or something. They're just walking around. I think they're praising God, personally. You ever walk around and praise the Lord at flea market? <laughs> you want to get some books? You want to get some uh, stuff cast at you in the spirit, spirit realm? You know, it bounces right off. A curse without a cause cannot stand. Amen? It cannot light. Y'all know the flea markets are reopened, right? We can go we can go walk around and praise the Lord. Amen. Anyways. So here we see that they are walking around. It's seemingly casually walking. They're not on fire. They're not hurting. It even says in the scripture right there, with they have no hurt. But the fourth person that's walking around in there is like unto the Son of Man. What is going on? Nebuchadnezzar's mind is blown. He cannot believe what he's seeing with his eyes. He's not, he's not smelling what he thought he was going to smell. He's not seeing what he thought he was going to see. He's not tasting in the air what he thought he was going to taste in the air. He sees something totally different. Amen? The air is actually purified by the fire. Amen? There's no smoke coming up out of that fire. Because nothing's burning. There's nothing, nothing, what they threw in there to burn didn't burn. I don't know what they burned, what they started the fire with, wood or something. That's burning. But the other stuff is not burning. <laughs> the people. Verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God. Boy, he changed his story, didn't he? Complete turnaround. Complete 180. He went from saying, I'm the king and you're going to worship my idol that looks like me. You're going to fall down when the music begins to play. When you hear those songs.
psalteries playing, when you hear the music begin to play, I tell you, when you hear the music, make sure it's of God. When you hear the voices speaking, make sure it's of God. Try the spirits and, and, and prove them that they be of God. That's what this Bible says. Amen? Try the spirit that they be of God. Don't just go sit down and say, oh, yeah, I like this. That sounds like I like that beat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm enjoying this, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like this. You know, sometimes you can't help it. Your flesh kind of gets a hold of you. You might be walking through the, I don't know. Let's go back to the flea market. You're walking through the flea market. You walk past this one booth. They play some groovy music. And you just begin to like, you know, you just kind of, oh, yeah, you're grooving with it. And all of a sudden you say, oh, wait a minute. That's not that's not Christian music. Amen? Who are they singing to? Who are they edifying? What are they lifting up? What spirit is behind it? Amen? Try the spirits and see if they be of God. Know his voice. Know what worship sounds like. Know what true worship sounds like. Those that worship me must, must worship me in spirit and in truth. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Like unto the Son of God. And he calls them forth in verse 26. Ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Now, it's not my hope that any of you be tossed into a fiery furnace before people begin to recognize you as servants of the Most High God. Amen? Daniel had an excellent spirit upon him. God put it there. God exalted these young men to get them to where they were. And here, the enemy tried to destroy them. The enemy wants to destroy you. But if you will stand upon the truth and stand upon the word of God and stand unmovable from that place of victory, when you've done all that you can do, then you stand, amen, with the whole armor of God on, fully outfitted, knowing in whom you have believed. Then look what he will do next. So he calls them forth, and the men came forth out of the fire. And the princes and the governors, the same ones, all these people had just bowed down just maybe an hour ago to this big dumb idol. And the princes and the governors and the captains and the kings and the counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power nor was the hair of their heads singed neither were their coats changed nor the smell of fire had passed on them the, the Bible says they have on hosen now I know this is King James version but you know those pants those like tight fitting pants I guess they thought they wore I don't know but whatever they had on, all their garments, none of them were burned. They had on all of their clothes and their coat and their hat. None of it was burned. Not even the soles of their shoes were burned. Amen? They didn't even smell like smoke. How can you get close to the fire and not smell like smoke? And all these people witnessed it and saw it. So verse 28, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and has changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they may not serve nor worship any god except their own god. 
that all that anger was gone. All that anger. He was blinded by anger. And now all that anger is gone. And he is able to speak. I mean, he began to sound like a preacher right there. Listen to this again. Blessed be these young men who have, the God of these young men who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants and trusted in him and have changed the king's word. Changed the king's word. Woo! Pete, I don't know if y'all are getting this. He's, God changed the king's word. The king was the ruler of all this land and all these people. He was so powerful that he could call together all the leaders of the continent together to come and say, when we turn on this CD, you guys fall, fall down and worship. <laughs> And God changed that same man's word that same day. Amen? Do you believe God can reverse a curse? Do you believe God can change the course of a nation? Do you believe God can divert missiles and bombs? Do you believe that God can deliver his people? Do you believe God's word? He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Amen? Amen. It took three of them. Three. Three godly young men in the midst of a pagan nation to stand up and say, I believe God. And if he doesn't deliver me, I will believe him anyway. I will not bend. I will not bow. I will not dress the way you dress. I will not do the things that you do. I will not bow down and worship that idol. I will not do it. Amen? Praise God. Changed the king's word. That they might might not serve nor worship any God except their own God, our God, that is. Verse 29, therefore, the king is speaking, he says, therefore, I make a decree that every people, every nation, and every language but speak anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made into a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. There is no other God that can deliver like this. Amen. Amen. Why? Why would we want to worship anything else? Why would we want our worship? Why would we allow our worship to get off kilter? That we need to repent and get back to the heart of worship. Why would we let our focus get off of Jesus Christ? There is none other that is able to deliver like our God. There is none other that can heal like our God. Amen? He doesn't need medicine. Amen? Amen. He doesn't need the doctors. He doesn't need worldly systems. He's God. Amen? Can he use those things if he chooses to? But he doesn't have to. Amen? Amen? Who healed your back? God, did the doctors do it? No. What did the doctors do? They made it worse. They made it worse. 
They kept telling us he's never going to get up, he's never going to walk, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. But God healed him. Amen? God's healed me multiple times. God's healed my daughter. God's healed my son. I've seen God work miracles after miracle after miracle, even in our grandchildren. I'm still looking for more miracles. Amen? There's only one God, and he is able to deliver. He is more than able. Amen? Glory to God. If we will do our part, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, will we stand up today and say, I will be like that. I will not back down. I will not bend. I will not bow. I will stand unmovable for my God because he is God. Period. Amen? There is no other. Look what happened next. Verse 30. Then the king... Promoted. A couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I heard the Lord say, and I believe it was, maybe, I don't know if it was a worship service. I heard the Lord say, I will promote you in due season. In his timing, when his time is right, he will promote you. When you do your part, when you stand unmovable for him. He has a plan and is good. Amen. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. And then in verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, unto all the people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show you the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. This is King Nebuchadnezzar worshiping and praising, giving praises to the Most High God, to every tribe, nation, and tongue. How great are his signs, verse 3, and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. From generation to generation. His kingdom is without end. Amen? People are mourning over America. We should not be mourning. We should be standing at a place of victory. We should be praying and interceding. Amen? We should be standing unmovable for God. Praise God. I give God the glory this morning. I thank him for his word and what he has shown us this morning. And I pray that, and I believe God has spoken a word to you. Receive it, meditate on it, and hear what the Lord is saying to you this morning. Don't allow the beat of another drum to distract you. Don't allow decrees that are coming forth to sway you from your faith and confidence and trust in God. Amen? Trust him. Trust him always. Know him and love him and serve him with everything that you have. Many times we say, well, I, you know, I serve God because I want to see my kids saved. I want to give my kids a good, a good religion to believe in. That's why I go to church. That's not why. That's not a good thing. Psychologists will tell you, you should go to church. You should have some sort of religion. It's good for you. Why do they say that? Because there's one little ounce of truth in it. And the ounce of truth lies in God. Amen? The ounce of truth is in God. If we would put all of our faith and confidence in God, then yes, it's good for our families, it's good for your soul, it's good for you because He's your creator. We have to serve God. We must. Amen? Praise God. Let's pray. The altar's open if you want to come to the front. Heavenly Father, God, we just praise you this morning, God. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory, God. We humble ourselves before you, Lord.
God, we don't ever, ever want to be swayed or moved by the beat of a different drum. We don't want to hear the music of the world. We don't want to hear the music and the words that are being spoken and are coming across the airwaves and, and even in the, the spiritual wickedness in the high places, Lord God. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear your voice. And your voice we will follow, Lord God. We put our full faith, our full trust, our full confidence in you that you are able to deliver. And that is your, your perfect will be done in us. That if it's not your will to deliver us from whatever situation, God, that we believe that you will get glory. Because we have brought our lives to be completely bringing glory to you in all things, Father. In all things, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you will touch Every single person in this place, Lord God, heal those that need healing right now. Lord, we speak healing by the blood of Jesus, by the power vested in me, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Be thou made whole, be made complete. Lord, I thank you, God, for delivering. Lord, those that are in bondages, Lord, those that are being held and swayed and, and taunted by, by the evil, evilness, God, those high places, that wickedness, God, we, come and we, we bind it right now in the name of Jesus. We have been given authority, and we bind every evil thing that comes against your people, Lord, this morning, Father God. We cast down every evil imagination, everything but exalt itself against the knowledge of who you are right now. Renewing minds, recommitting hearts, Lord God. Lord God, that you are, you are more. You are more. You are more than able, Father. God, we thank you, Lord God. God, we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, God, because there is another in the fire, and he stands with me. The Lord stood by me this morning, and I praise you, God, that you will go with me to the end. I praise you and I stand upon your word for myself and for my congregation, for my sheep, Lord God. Lord, have your will and your way there are your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.